I think I have a goddess on the show with us today, Benny. Watch out, watch out, because here we come. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that's how it is. <laughs> never apologize. Anyway, never yeah, apologize. Yeah, 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 never. Woohoo, let's shine today. There let's do it. Mm -hmm. Anyway, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show Radio to Open the Heart, Heal the Soul, and Awaken the Consciousness. And I'm here with my wonderful producer, Benny Mathers. Hi there. Hi there. Good day. Yeah. Yeah. He makes, he does uh, the magic and I do the talking or sometimes, I don't know. Benny. I wish I had one of those like top hats and like the cane and all that. And maybe like a white rabbit running around here. That'd be great. You know? Yeah, I do too. Like, right? You feeling it? It does kind of feel that way, doesn't it? Yeah. For everybody out there. Yeah. Oh boy. Anyway, I hope we're not too energetic for you and you've got your morning coffee or your whatever it is. Your, or your morning week. Loretta. Yeah. See? Morning Loretta. There we go. Uh, years ago, I um, worked at the hospital. I've had many lifetimes in this lifetime. And one, uh, my, my nickname was Lori at that time. I don't actually respond to that name anymore. It's, my name's Loretta, right? But I had a, a very sweet doctor who used to come in every morning and he'd say, uh, morning glory, like the flower, <laughs> like morning glory. I yeah, like those sorry. flowers. I like them. morning glory. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. Sorry, everybody. Anyway, I'm the owner of Reiki Oasis <laughs> located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 27 years. That's right. I know. So been doing the good work for a long time. And of course we offer many, many things over at Reiki Oasis, everything from Reiki to, um, hypnotherapy and behavior modifications, emotional release work, deep healing work, behind the scenes woo woo, who knows what's going on work, you know, channeling and all the good stuff. So you can find out all about that at ReikiOasis.com. Uh, this Saturday, which is, what is it? May 21st? Yes. Is that where we're at? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Whoa. Ah, how did that happen? Anyway, this Saturday, May 21st, is my monthly class with women called Temple of the Divine Feminine. And you please join us via Zoom. And then Sunday morning, uh, Sunday meditation with Loretta at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you can't join me at that time, sign up. I'll send you a recording of the meditation. And a big shout out to my listeners who support the show. We are listener-supported show. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show and be part of that. Benny, you are, you have a thought. What well, are you doing over there? Well, no, you had said about, you know, May 21st, you know, how that all happened. I'm like, I don't think we have enough time to get into the, you know, the, the calendar and how it was originated, you know, and stars and the quasars and the moons. That's why I kind of giggled and I didn't want to interrupt you. So there we go. Like, yeah, I love that. Well, I could, I could hear that thinking. So, and you I know, love that. Is it that loud? So, oh I, my goodness. <laughs> Thanks. Oh my goodness. That's good energy. That's not bad energy. All right, you're right. You're right. You're right. Good energy. Thank you. You're just sending your light into the world, right? Oh, Send and if you didn't notice from, from last week, we're gonna totally sidestep for a second. Last week's video to this week's video. I shaved for you today. <gasps> That's what it is. Uh-huh. I did it. Thank Woo. you. I like it. It, it looks so really, good. really good. I feel like 10 mm -hmm. pounds lighter. I know. It's nice <laughs> and neat. I love that. Thank you. Yeah. Very handsome. Yeah. Thank you. I did not shave for you. So that's the way it is. <laughs> anyway, 
All right. So... I hope I have people laughing, not changing the channel. <laughs> Hang in there. I do have a great guest coming up, but we're going to check in with astrology real quick. So how's everyone doing since the blood moon full lunar eclipse last Sunday evening? <sighs> anyway, um, a lot of my clients are saying they feel like they stepped through a portal or that something has shifted. And of course, if we do want that to happen. We want the good things to happen. Some people are saying uh, they've been really, really tired this week. I'm a big proponent of taking care of yourself. You know, do do learn. If you do not know how to do this, learn how to talk to your body. And um, <laughs> it's always a delicate path. Like, don't just lay around and do anything that you want to do, like lounge in it. But on the other hand, if you're tired and, and you're going through, you know, uh, experiences that are really challenging, you do take care of yourself. It's usually all the basic things, right? Take a walk, get some sunshine, drink water, get sleep and get somebody to give you a big hug because that helps. Like, well, I know. <laughs> right. Because why we always say one size fits all. That's Aww. right. Oh, like that's that right so there. sweet. I know. Wow. <laughs> I got it. Thank you. I love that so much. So anyway, um, I want you to know, no matter what your experience are, experiences have been, that we're not actually done with eclipse season. So hang in there. Um, these energies, you know, I've been talking for the, <laughs> I feel like for years <laughs> about all the major events in the sky right now. Some of them haven't happened for a thousand years. Some of them haven't happened for 250 years, 160 years, whatever it is. All that really indicates is that this is a time of potent change and the energies for that are here to help support us. So we are headed toward a new moon on May 30 which uh, kind of brings it close to eclipse season. So just realize that the next two weeks, a lot could happen. Other astrological events of note include Mercury retrograde this week, as well as Jupiter entering Aries, where it will stay in Octo until October 28th and 29th, where it's going to dip back into Pisces and then return to Aries in time for the winter solstice. I talked a lot about this on the show last week. You can find it in the archives. But this is a powerful energy of new beginnings. Things are shifting into a new state, independence, entrepreneurism, creativity. And I, I'm going to call it the calling of the heart. You know, Aries is that first sign of the Western Zodiac, and it's sometimes very childlike in its, its presentation. But we need that fresh new energy right now. Don't you feel old, tired, and dusty sometimes? Shake it off. Shake it off. My guest today is going to show us that age has nothing to do with anything. Shake it off, right? That's right. <laughs> you can see Lynn shaking over there. We'll bring her in in a minute. Many of you are being called and will continue to feel the call to make major life changes. People are moving, quitting their jobs, starting new jobs. People are restless. What's going on? I don't like this anymore. Somebody said to me the other day, I said, how are you doing? She goes, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's not bad, but it's not good. It's like that, right? So this week, tomorrow, May 20th, Friday, the sun aligns with the Pleiades. The Pleiades are also synonymous with the cycles of death and rebirth. So there really is a strong theme here of death and rebirth. It seems we're really being encouraged 
by the universe and the divine to honor and remember that nothing truly dies. It simply shifts from one state to the next. The Pleiades are also home to a highly advanced alien race, some believe, right? The seven sisters of the Pleiades. And when our own sun aligns with its stars, we can receive powerful energies of upliftment, psychic downloads, healing energy, and many people on earth feel connected to the Pleiades. Sometimes I have people saying, am I, am I Pleiadian? Am I talking to Pleiadians? And I go, well, I don't know. Let's find out, right? So um, often the energy coming from this area of the sky is seen as a purple light. And so if you are in need of healing or energy upgrades, call on this purple light, call on divine, call on your higher self and work with these galactic healing rays that it offers. And then we also have in the next couple of days, we are moving from Taurus into the air sign of Gemini with Mercury, Gemini's ruling planet in retrograde. The energies may feel a bit sluggish at this point. We might be a little worn out, like I said earlier, from all this cosmic activity. These energies are all over the place. Hopefully you stay grounded. <laughs> As you move from earth to air, please do not fly off the planet, you know, grab a friend's hand, breathe. <laughs> and as Gemini is an air sign, we can take steps to ease our minds. It's going to be thinking energy. So it's time. Guess what? Yes. Um, it's time for that. It's time to clear your mental clutter. Yeah. Clutter. If your house is cluttered, guess what? What, what's happening in your head? No, don't go there. And um, lots of times there's uh, too much chatter. Pay attention to your intuition. You're gonna have to sort through all those voices in the head to find out which one is really the one you wanna listen to. <laughs> I see you over there, Benny. Yeah, it's just like on. an inter internal dialogue <laughs> with like a party, you know? All right, yeah. everybody, let's get it together in there. Come on, shake it out. All right, you guys over here. Hey, you guys over here. Let's work on this. <laughs> well, there's always the one pouting in the corner that won't, oh, yeah. you know, or the or the or the the one that has to be the center of attention. Right? You know, there's all stuff going on. Those yeah. two need to be friends. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just play nice on the playground. Work together here. Yeah. That's right. Totally. Yeah. Gemini is the sign of the twins. Hey. Benny, the twins. Benny My, has twins. I do, but yeah. they're not Gemini. They're Capricorns, but still. Ooh, Capricorn twins. We have to talk about that. We won't time. get into that right now. No, no, we'll, we'll, not gonna do yeah. that. Okay. <laughs> Mental note, writing it down. Aren't you a Capricorn? I am. That's why we're gonna write this one down. Oh, okay. <laughs> and their mom is a Capricorn as well. Oh, oh goodness. That was oh. why there was the running joke if we were oh. gonna have like the house, it'd be like the house of Capricorns. It never took, apparently. So she wasn't <laughs> as a fan of it that I was. I will pray for you, my friend. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> well, for all those listening, my moon's in Capricorn. I think that's why I get along so well with yeah. Benny. Mm -hmm. But anyway, yeah, it, it's a good sign. Of course it mm -hmm. is. Yeah, the they're best. all good. The best. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the, in the sign of Gemini, though, one of the twins is mortal and the other is immortal, hmm. right? Mm, signifying the balance between our human side and our spiritual side. Ooh, there's a challenge. Some people call it the higher mind and the lower mind, the two minds. Mm. 
double-minded. Anyway, bringing these two states of mindedness, of thought, of consciousness into harmony or balance may be needed under the Gemini sun. And of course, it's probably always needed. Now I feel schizophrenic. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know what to do now. I'm going to bring my guest on. And, and Lynn, thank you so much for sitting through all of our, our chatter. We are that way. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, uh, let's see. I want to, where is my... <laughs> thing about you Lynn today my guest my very patient amazing and lovely guest is Lynn Patner MSW she's a transformational life coach a certified hypnotherapist a Reiki practitioner yay and a student of Native American traditions shamanism Eastern traditions and a variety of energy therapies and healing practices as a social worker and children's advocate for San Mateo County Children and Family Services, Lynn has been able to fulfill her life mission to assist others on the journey of awakening to their unlimited potential and the uniqueness of their own being. It's a joy and a delight to have you on our show today. Lynn, welcome. Thank you. Am I, am I unmuted? You are. I can hear you. I can see you. I yeah. have the best time on your radio show. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I absolutely love it. Good. I'm so glad. Um, I feel uh, uh, very uh, tingly talking to you, which is always my indicator for my guides that I'm in the company of good people, right? Well, and uh, yeah. I mean, it was just so much fun, but I have to tell you something. Sure. This is very funny. I'm a double Gemini with a Scorpio scent and oh. okay. So that's a look that's complicated, right? So when you're talking about the, the two moral and immoral, I imagine myself split in the middle. Half of me is human and half of me is my soul. Wow. This is how I picture it. And so I know when I'm human, cause I'm bitchy. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the soul will never do that. So that's how I know which one I'm in. Wow, a double Gemini with Scorpio. You are so needed on the planet right now. Like, wow, I'm glad you're here. So you not only have two minds, you have four. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> two or no. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it, though, you know, um, because I... I you know, Amit Goswami told me years ago that he says, Loretta, we have two, two um, worlds. We have this one, you know, where you and I are looking at each other and you look like you're in that body and I'm in this one. And, you know, we have to figure out how to communicate, right? This idea of separation or dualism. Then we have this one up here where there is no separation. You know, you are me and I am you. So I'm thinking about your book and I'm also thinking about everything that you bring to the world, right? You know, your, your gifts and your service to humanity. And, um, I think you need, <laughs> I think you need four minds, <laughs> maybe like a goddess with the multiple arms, right? You know, like we all use a little bit of that. Yeah. So anyway, um, so, so much welcome to the show. I, I really was kind of chuckling, um, when I look at your bio, I'm like, oh my goodness, we're reflections of each other at some level. 
um, we're out here doing the work and I want you to share with the listening audience a little bit more about yourself. Um, and I want to say this also before I, I let you talk and I, I will let you talk. <laughs> Uh, your book is called The Awakened Soul, <laughs> Discovering the Light Within, a Spiritual Memoir by Lynn Patner, MSW. You really should just get this book. I want to just say that it is endorsed by Jack Kenfield, author of Chicken Soup for the Soul. And um, I love this book. I felt like I was looking through a photo album with you and you were telling me okay, Loretta, here's this, and here's this photo, and this is what happened, to, you know, so it's, it's very easy to read. So I'm just telling the listening audience, just go get it now, just order it, you know, go to Amazon, get it, whatever you need to do. And it's a wonderful little book. So if you could tell us a little bit about your story, your history, and um, yeah, that's a big question, I know. Um, so were you, were you woo-woo when you were little? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> Let me think. Okay, I'm going back now when I was little. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. That was just, just no. last year. No, yeah. a, a minute ago, I was became woo-woo. <laughs> yes. No, when my woo-woo started, hmm. it started when I was in my 20s, but I didn't know it. I hadn't a clue. So it just was, you know, I heard violin music. I saw a painting in the bushes in my garden and Morris coat. And I said, whoever you are thinking, whoever you are trying to contact me, oh, I don't understand you. And it went away. <laughs> well, I'm, a, I'm playful. I'm just very playful. So I did not get woo-woo because I was Donna Reed. Mm -hmm. I was the Donna Reed um, well, what my mom was a good mom, but I like Donna Reed better. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually know who Donna Reed is, right? For those people that don't know, um, wasn't there a show, the Donna Reed show? The Donna Reed is, show. Is that from the fifties, the sixties? Where 50s was that? and sixties? She was yeah. a she was a housewife that wore pearls, <clears throat> dressed up, ironed and solved every major catastrophe within a half hour. <laughs> With lipstick and pearls on. Yeah, never. Mm -hmm. and, and so I, when I had my kids, I got dressed every morning. I put on lipstick, I put on pearls, and off we went to school. So that was Donna Reed. And then I got tired of that role. I mean, I really was in that role. Yeah. It was amazing um, to be in that role because that wasn't who I was. But I became, the way I was led onto a spiritual path was through curiosity. I'm, I'm extremely curious and I do believe in magic. And I believed in magic when I was little. You know, I just believed yeah. that there was magic in this world. And I just, of course, didn't know how to get it. But so when I started, it was starting with this doctor that I met through Stanford nurses that gave energy from his aura to my aura. And I had no clue what an aura was didn't know what energy was. And my guides at the time, which I didn't know I had, said, stop looking and criticizing, shut your eyes and, and shut up, Lynn, and shut your eyes. <laughs> Literally, shut up. Guides don't use people, guides don't say shut up to people. <laughs> and um, <laughs> said, 
the minute, the minute I shut my eyes, this burst of energy went through me. And it was like, OMG, this is too good to pass up. So that started my journey. Yeah, I want to pull a couple of things out of there that I think are really important for the people listening. You know, a lot of people that listen to my show are uh, awakened, enlightened, seeking, curious, you know, this kind of thing. But even so, um, this idea that you come from this background, which didn't have room for any of this sort of thing, and then you go and have this experience with this man who, you know, sh shocked you with his chakras, right? Yeah. Or touched you, sent you energy. Um, I love this because you had no background for it. So that to me is such a validation that you can't make these things up when you don't have any, it, when the experience happens, it just happens, right? Right. And it yeah. happens when it's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, first they, they knocked on my door and I didn't hear them. So they kept knocking and eventually I got it. So my book basically is about all the adventures I went on to open my heart, have compassion and be able to be with people where they are at the time. So being a social worker and working with child abuse and neglect and all sorts of other little things, really, this was a, I'm a very powerful protector. I'm the mama bear. And um, I learned how to be softer. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. But you know, the stories are all funny. I mean, they're funny. There's some, yeah, you know, are. but the last part of this journey for me has been, uh, the biggest part has been, and people don't like this word, wounds. I don't know another word for it right now, but as children, yeah, and really. it not necessarily means that your parents wound you, but you get wounded somewhere along the line. And then you have a belief that sits in the back of your consciousness that you're not enough, that you don't deserve, that you are all alone, that no one loves you. And mine was, I wasn't enough because I went from being the spoiled little kid in, in an apartment building of adults that would do anything I wanted to a nursery school where I walked in and took over the dollhouse and then nobody would play with me. <laughs> oh, oh, well, what, what did I do wrong? So it's always, what did I do wrong? And so that's where my wound developed and I'm telling you, I got all the way to the age of 76 and had that wound still there. Wow. And when it showed up again, I said, okay, God, this is it. This is it. And God to me is this beautiful, energetic, loving vibration and, and kindness. There's no judgment here. There's none. So I said, you wanted me to write the damn book. I wrote the damn book. Now it's up to you. I can't deal with this pressure anymore and blew it. And from that, I got an editor and a publisher. So there's magic in the universe. And that's what I want people to experience because you can't tell them. They've got to experience that. So I could rattle on forever, Loretta. Just ask me a question. <laughs> no, I, I love you rattling on because there's a um, there's a motion, you know, to what to what we're doing here this morning, you know, like for for those of you on you know on the show before the show, I always connect with my guests because I want um, I want I want a greater hand in what we're doing, right? So that we bring to the people what they need to hear in the moment they need to hear it, whether they're listening to it live or 
or on a, a repeat, right? You know, on a, on a recording. Um, this, you brought out some things that I really love this. Um, this idea of surrender and you blew it. Mm -hmm. put, put more words around that, please, for the listening audience. Well, it started, it really started when, I, this, is, this is a good story. When I worked for Children's Protective Services, I had a very difficult case. Um, the mother was, was mentally ill, seriously mentally ill. The father was a guard and had a gun. The children lived in this one room, three little girls and a little boy, and they were filthy. They, they smelled like urine. The bathtub was full of clothes. This is the picture. And it was scary because they hated me. They absolutely hated me because I wouldn't let go of the case. So summertime was coming and I knew that these kids, I had a teacher that would tell me what was going on and they were in therapy, but with summer, they weren't going to be in school or they would have been home with their parents again. So I decided I had to pull them. I, and normally you don't, pull, I don't pull children from their home. I was family maintenance and family reunification. But this time I knew I had to pull them, even though I didn't have to, you know, I don't have to yeah. do that. Right. So I'm driving home and I said to God, I, I'm not a religious person. So this is what's so interesting to me. I said, you know, I don't have to pull these girls and this young man. I don't have to. They can stay the whole summer and blah, blah. I said, but I couldn't live with my integrity. I couldn't yeah. live with it. So that's the first time I blew something to God. So I went here, out 280. I'm driving home 280 and I blow it to God and I get home. This is this is a great story. And there's a feather in my front seat, in the passenger seat. I walk in the house and this woman I know who's Native American is on the phone calling me. I tell her what I did. I tell her about the feather. She said, God's saying, lighten up, let it go. So I go in the next day to my supervisor, <laughs> who probably thinks I'm crazy anyway. And I said, I want to pull the, I have to pull the girls and the <laughs> yeah. young man from his house. You know, I've had a lot of stories. My supervisor could probably quit after I was her social calendar. Anyway, I said, but I'm afraid because, because when I first started working at Children's Protective Services, I thought I could die on the job and you really could. Yeah. So if your thoughts create your reality and I had that thought, that wasn't going to work. So they, to you know, retrace it. I ended up sitting next to a doctor who was going to walk with the, with the Native Americans in um, Arizona. And she sent me to go to Sedona. And I didn't know why, but it was to find out I wasn't going to die on the job. That was absolutely a meant to be experience. Mm -hmm. So now I'm at the end of my career <clears throat> and I don't want to pull him because the guy has a gun and the mother hates me and she's mentally ill. And yeah, it's not a good thing. <clears throat> so we had the police department take the girls. And I told everybody in my unit, I said, <clears throat> excuse me, I said, God's work in this case. You know, I'm, I have fun in life and everything to me, I didn't know what was gonna happen. It wasn't like I'm a, a person who believes, you know, this is gonna happen. I just went with it because I went with it. And so they, they looked and said, okay, God's running your case. And so the next thing I know, the police remove the children from the home. And they meet me at uh, the police station and I explain to them what's happening. You know, Wicked Lynn is now gonna tell you 
what's going on. And we went for hamburgers at McDonald's and I had my, um, I had the caretaker or the, well, I can't remember what she's called now. She went out and got four backpacks with clean underwear of teddy bears and all sorts of stuff. So that was ready. So I was perfectly ready for these kids. We, after lunch, we drive to the foster home. Now picture this. I want you all to picture God's work because it wasn't mine. And usually foster, oh, the, this was the coup de grace. When I called this, the family worker that places children in homes, you never get a home with sibs. You only get, the most you get is, luckily you get two in the same house, but usually they're always split up. It's terrible to take kids from their home and foster care is not so easy. I called him, he said, Lynn, you're crazy. I said, no, call me when you get the home. 45 minutes later, he calls me. He got a home for four sibs. That's impossible. Yeah. And that's really seriously, yeah. people, that's impossible. Yeah. So we drive to the home. It's a beautiful home on a cul-de-sac, white picket fence. <laughs> I swear to God. <laughs> in the little, we walk in, there's kids playing on the street. There's dogs running around. We walk in and in the girl's bedroom, there's three little beds all with matching comforters, a closet full of clothes and toys. In the little boy's room, the same thing. And I'm looking around and I was saying, oh, wow. I can't believe this. No, you can't make this up. You can't. And so yeah. that was my first ever, ever blowing something, letting go, allowing. It was a big lesson for me to allow and not control. Yeah. Control's a big, massive lesson. Yeah. So that's what happened. Wow. That is a wonderful story. It's actually the surrender and releasing the control. We're actually going to take a station break um, and, and don't go away. Um, my guest today, Lynn Patner, we're in her book, The Awakened Soul. And um, yeah, we have, we have lots more amazing good things after the break. So this is Loretta Brown. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150kknw.com. Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows. So many ways to listen. And now, we're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Woohoo! <laughs> Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown show uh, with my guest Lynn Patner. And I am Loretta Brown, and I'm the original Loretta Brown, in case you wondered. <laughs> <laughs> there are imposters. Anyway, um, <laughs> they're all the Loretta Browns now are like, hmm, what? <laughs> anyway, uh, I want to remind you that these shows are archived. You can listen to them all over the place. 
We are in the uh, KKNW 1150 archives for the original Loretta Brown show. We're also on iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, Audible, kind of all over the place. So uh, find, find them, subscribe to some of those channels so that you can listen to great radio every week. And there are literally hundreds of shows for you to listen to because I've been on the air for a while, <laughs> shall we say, a while. Yeah. Um, during the break, Lynn and I were doing a little bit of talking about, uh, so what is it like to surrender or let go of control? And um, I was sharing with her this, like I'm always honest with all of you, that I sometimes do grip things a little too tightly and get caught up in attachment to the outcome. So Lynn, can you talk about that just a little bit? Like, like how do we let go? When it's when you get it, when you get what you're doing, when you really understand you're trying to control the situation and the universe is far better at controlling than you could ever be, then you say, okay, I'm gonna really, I'm gonna fake it till I make it. And I, I've worked with a lot of divorced women and they wanna, you know, it's, it's divorces are not fun. They're just not fun. Yeah. And when there's contentious divorces, that's even worse. But what you do is one of the things you can do when you're in a really bad situation to remember that you have no control and to stay balanced is to put a rock in your pocket. <laughs> Whenever I had to go on the witness stand, I put a rock in my pocket because that way I remembered to keep grounded, balanced, and not in control. Because every time I didn't do that, it was Mrs. Patner, let us finish the question before you answer. <laughs> you know, it's one of those things. So this, this is really hard for people. I mean, it, it's repetitive. It comes, it comes all the time because we're human. We're spiritual beings in a human body. And we believe that sometimes we do have control. And people do, we really resent not having their control. And they don't like to be disturbed. And again, there's no thing, thing as non-disturbance in the world. We're disturbed all the time. And as far as control goes, you don't have any. So give it up. The only control you have is your, is your, um, is your thought, not your thoughts. What is it? There's something. You have no control except how you view it. So if you and I both see something and you view it one way and I view it the other, it's like a plane, you know, the airplanes right now are not flying all the time. Right. And you can be, you can, like I flew in to Phoenix and Phoenix was supposed to fly to San Francisco and 250 people are sitting there at seven o'clock at night and they say, we're not going. We'll be flying again at 6 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> so, you know, you either can say you have no control, right? None. Zero. Right. right. You can either go for it and say, okay, I'll, I'll have to make do with whatever I can do, or you have an ugly mood swing and it gets you nowhere. So control, you don't have control except your attitude. And you have to remind yourself. Yeah. And I think that's, I think you hit the nail right on the head with that, you know, because I don't know if you want to call it the mastery of emotions, or I think sometimes we just have to be honest, like, this is what I'm feeling but I don't have to actually go over there and have my head pop off, right? Start yelling and don't yeah. you know who I am? Well, no, they don't actually, know. <laughs> you don't know who you are, right? How could they possibly know who you are, right? 
but um, and I, you you mentioned earlier about childhood wounds, right? Mm-hmm. This woundedness, and that to me plays into what we're talking about. Oh, absolutely, so right. much. Mm-hmm. And it became so clear. I'm sure there's more I have to work on this. This is one of those things that is just starting to evolve. But between the ages of zero, because you can have a preverbal wound. Yeah. You know, um, for example, here's preverbal, just so everybody understands it. I know a woman who I've worked with, who when she was a little baby, her parents used to brag that they could put her to bed at six o'clock at night after a bottle and get her at nine o'clock in the morning. And she slept through the whole night. And they were very proud of that because they didn't hear, their hearing wasn't good and they slept far away from the baby. So if anybody's had children or not, doesn't matter, you know that a baby wakes up and what do they do? They cry. Right. And no one comes. They cry harder. Yeah. No one comes. They go into rage. No one comes. They get quiet. Yeah. That is a preverbal wound. So every time she was in predicaments, which robbed her of power, she would crumble. Yeah. Literally crumble. Totally. Because she didn't know what was, she did not know what precipitated that wound. When I was in nursery school and took over that dollhouse and I didn't know what was wrong with me, I'm not good enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not thin enough, I'm not enough, 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 enough. All the way, that was riding in the back seat of the car to that interview with Jack Canfield. And that's when I had an anxiety attack because I was with 16 other women or men, there was a man there, man too, and I didn't think I was enough. And here I am, I've just written a a, a book and I'm nervous that I'm not going to be enough. That started at three years old. Oh, wow. So you see, and and I can show you if we had uh, three hours, I can show you every step of my life where I brought that in because it was a belief system. So if your thoughts create your reality and you have a wound, you know, how many people get married twice or three times because they keep picking the same man? And if you're not healthy, you're not going to pick someone healthy. Perpetrators find victims, victims find perps. It is amazing. So there's a lot of modalities out there now, which I'm exploring, that can assist people in not only becoming aware of your wound, but getting rid of the wound. It never goes away completely, but you know it's there, so you have a choice. And that was my biggest that was a gift. That was truly a gift to me to see how that works. And um, I, I, I actually just am going to like put a gold star on what you just said, because that to me is to the point. And when you take a look at how this woundedness affects our life, which is really what your book helps point out, like this is a journey and here's where this happened and this happened. But for you to have done so many wonderful things and still had that wound of I'm not good enough, you know, years and years later, and then to have it affect you so powerfully um, to where you had an anxiety attack, right? Yeah. I think you ended up in the hospital. I did. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's a really good point for everybody listening, everybody that reads your book to understand that the healing is in is inside us. Like our our healing ourselves changes everything. And I I just I don't even know how to say this, how to emphasize how important it is um, that we take a look at what we're doing. What are our beliefs and thoughts? You know, we're not victims. Those people out there are not victimizing us, right? Unless we're playing into the game. So, but that, but that in itself is really hard to tell to someone who's been sexually abused. Yes, because they, they, they don't need me. They need me to be there to say you did nothing wrong. But they need therapy. It's not. It's in their best interest to see a therapist and get yes. some help and know they're not alone. One out of four women are sexually abused. Yes, one out of four. Yes. And it and it's it's mind-boggling goes anywhere from penetration down to you know flashing. It's it's hard. So all the people on your all the people listening to you, if you've been abused in any which way, seek a therapist and work through your inner child work. And then you'll be happier. Yeah. And when I talk about victim and victimization, I'm talking about in this moment right here, right now, for you to be able to get that help, right? Right. Is going to change your future. Correct. You were, you were victimized. Don't don't misunderstand what I'm saying. But um, I love your point so much. And yeah, one in four women. Yeah. That's a big, yeah. that's a big, and, and men too. And men too. I was going to say that too. Yeah. Um, when we're talking about childhood wounds too, and I, I want to point this out, um, there's a certain amount of work people can do on their own, but I am a believer in getting, getting therapy from professional people and you offer lots of things to people, don't you? Mm -hmm. okay. I do. But if I offer, you know, if, if we choose, all right, so here it is. So we choose our lives. We choose our parents. We choose everything. If you say that to someone who's really been really abused, yes. that's adding to the abuse. Yes. It really is adding to the abuse. Yes. So I'm sorry if, if, if I apologize for saying that to anybody who has been really hurt because my belief system is our soul needs to learn certain things. And I don't know why it picks abuse as one of them, but it does. And um but those are the individuals that have to be able to work with the inner child, sit the little girl or boy on their lap, tell them how wonderful they are, have play dates with them, but they need that support from a trained professional. Yes. You know, I can, I can work with anybody, but to be really heard and worked with and, and the modalities of tapping and there's other things that you may know, you know, with Reiki, you, when you're doing Reiki on a body, that's been abused, you'll feel it. Yeah. You know, yes. and maybe the Reiki heals it. I don't know. See, I, that's that's information I don't know. So as a as a energy worker, right, as a channel, right? You know, because I work with the, the people's higher selves or higher dimensional beings, you know, that sort of thing. Um first of all, legally I cannot use the word heal, nor can we promise her anything. We don't know what will happen. But when we shift energy, right? Like when you shift a belief, you shift energy. Right. We, we call it reframing it. You know, there may be ways to do this, but there are times, you know, honestly, Lynn, when I'm working on people where things happen in there that I can't define, 
like if I wrote a book about one day in the life of Loretta, people would be like, what? Right. <laughs> but, you know, sometimes there are things that come out. Sometimes I experience a, a, like a sponginess, like I can't get my hands in, right? Like there's something there. Sometimes mm -hmm. I feel like there's spears sticking out of people. Um, sometimes there's memories that'll flash through later, obviously past life or, or other life, you know, or sometimes it's the childhood memories of the trauma. Mm -hmm. um, I sometimes think that we have a past life PTSD, right? We have soul bruises. We have woundedness and then we have extremely sensitive souls that are really really hurt by the division divisive energies on planet earth right now like fear has really come in terror has come in it's activated all sorts of things within us which is our primary fight flight or freeze mechanisms right Right. And I think that, you know, and I, I'm not trying to take over the show, but you asked me questions. It's coming. We, we, to me, are being asked to become, to step up, to become greater, to stand taller, right? To go into that higher mind or bring that higher consciousness to our awareness here. And this isn't easy. So the healing of the traumas, the woundedness, the um, whatever it is, like, I, I really do think that we're healing in the process of, and I'm using that word healing uh, <laughs> yeah. in a, in a ambiguous way, right? But a pointed way that we, we are being asked to heal our woundedness in order for no, us to move on. Because like you so point out in your book, the primary work is the healing of the self. Right. I was told that you have to heal yourself. And, and when I did that automatic writing, when I was teaching the artist's way and that automatic writing came through and I had no idea what that was about either. Duh, duh, yeah. duh, 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 you know, dummies walking through the life, you know. But um, what I tell individuals is fake, fake it till you make it. Can one candle in a dark room yes. Yes. will light that room. There's a lot of individuals. I come across someone every day that is on a journey, spiritual journey, yeah. or starting. And I, of course, assist them as much as I can where they're at. It's up to them to take that next step. And what I found, a lot of people are afraid. Yeah. And that's interesting to me because this is so glorious to know that you are being assisted. I have no control over Loretta Brown asking me to come speak on her radio show. You know, who am I? I'm this, whoever I am. <laughs> but you know, you know, and there are more and more people awakening and that's why your show is so good. That's why you doing the work. And when you're doing Reiki on a, on a body that's been hurt, especially the spears, they don't want you to touch them. They've been so hurt. Yeah. They don't believe you're helping. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's, to go through life like that is, to me is so sad when there's so much that can be done for you because the people in our work that we're doing truly love people. Yeah. We really do. Yes. We, we're compassionate. We, we support their journeys, no matter what they are. And we love them. And we're here to support that light coming on because the more lights that come on, twinkle, twinkle, little star, yeah. the more fear leaves. And that's what we're being asked to do, I believe. Yeah, I believe so too. And um, wow, like I could say so much. Um, P 
people often will share with me, and I know they probably share with you too, and many, many beautiful workers listening, that when they tell you their story, it is the first time they've been able to say it in a safe environment. Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's huge. Yeah. Right. It's huge. The validation of our journey is very big. And also to be able to be with someone who can help you shift that or pivot into <laughs> your life purpose. And I, I want to talk real briefly because um, about life purpose. Um, how important is it for us to know our life purpose? And many people come to me confused. They're like, I've got to save the world, right? Save yourself first. Mm -hmm. yeah. And you're, you're unique, you are a unique soul on this planet. You bring a gift. You bring a gift of healing yourself so that it's like I say, there's this huge ocean, big ocean. If you take a drop of the ocean out of the ocean, is that still part of the ocean? Yes. So if the divine is the ocean, you're a divine being living on this planet and you bring with you your soul's work and your soul has unique gifts. Whatever your passion is, is it working with families? Is it working with the soil? Is it hugging trees? Is it working on the environment? Whatever makes you smile and bring you passion is your soul's journey. It's your uniqueness. And it's, and it's when you get there, when you can fake it till you make it, I just... Yeah because you have to experience this, it can't all be cognitive. Yes. Yeah, and you talked earlier in the show about magic. Yeah. Yeah, I totally believe in magic. Me like too. I can't imagine life without magic, right? Yeah. Um, like you were talking about the feather in the front seat, like I love this stuff, like um, synchronicities, serendipities. They're one. And, yeah, and like you said, you released and let it go and then everything fell into place. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I think my my wish and hope is that everybody will experience it. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. And then we can sing karaoke. <laughs> can come to Seattle and and uh, you we'll never want me to sing, honey. That wasn't <laughs> one of my talents. <laughs> That's, that's the beauty about that's the beauty about karaoke. You don't have to be super good. Okay. Yeah, and everybody claps and they're like, yeah. Ooh, this is so good." Cuz they're not up there and you are. So, <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Oh gosh. Yeah, I'll do it. Uh, <laughs> Atta yeah. girl, I knew I could yeah. get you to change. Woo! Yeah. We will cheer you on and celebrate your Ooh. victory. <laughs> I, I'm a firm believer, even if you talk a song, you're singing it, right? You know, yeah. you know, like now we're having a good time. Yes, we are. Yes, yeah. we are. Yes. <laughs> um, we've got just a couple of minutes left. What would you, what do you want to share with the audience? Um, what do you really want them to get from your book? And this is a big question. It's, it's coming to me though. Uh, in our now times, what what uh, advice or words of wisdom can you give people? I can tell them that they have no idea how beautiful they are. I can tell them they're all unique beings and they would not be tuning into your radio show if they were not on a path for themselves. And because of that, that's wonderful. And keep it up. Be kind in your heart to yourself and others. Don't talk nasty to yourself. 
women have a tendency to do yeah. this. Men do, don't do it as much. Men don't say my thighs are fat. Women, <laughs> women say, oh no, you know. <laughs> but anyway, you're, you're all so special. Everybody's so special. And if they can see how special they are, my book is there as, as a, an adventure tale. How did I go from Donna Reed with pearls and lipstick to become a transformational life coach? And even now an author, I wrote court reports. I didn't know I'd ever write a book. So in as we allow spirit to work through you, allow the magic to come. All you have to say is I'm ready, I'm ready. I'll follow what you lead, put in front of me, and then write down all the synchronicities that happen because they will start. Your angels jump off the sofa. They open the bottle of champagne. The bubbles go all over the place. The bonbons are served and they are working on your behalf. So that's all I can say. I am a midwife of awakening souls and I believe that every soul is here that's listening to you, of course, is here to awaken. So I treasure you. I respect you and I have compassion for your journeys. Amen. Namaste. Namaste. Beautiful. A midwife of awakening souls. I love and adore that. And I adore adore you, Lynn. I love you too. Thank you. It's just like, (laughs) right? You know, sisters of the soul. Um, uh, Where can people find you? What is your web? uh <laughs> where they find you on the web i can't even talk right now <laughs> it's just lynnpatner.com that's okay. my web page and, and the, the book again is the awakened soul discovering the light within a spiritual memoir uh be sure to reach out to lynn patner she actually does private sessions and uh she can really help you and then of course i'm always here you know loretta brown benny I got to know, do you ever tell yourself you have fat thighs? <laughs> Maybe uh, for another show we can discuss that one. Okay. <laughs> All right. Sounds like a plan. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Welcome to Gemini. And get your minds in line. Line them up. Okay. Lots of love, everybody. Thank you so much, Lynn Patner, for being on my show today. 